I would like to continue yesterday's discussion. I would like to handle it further. I will set up the discussion. Talk about the, the reasons it's very on my mind. I'm going to tell you the reasons it's on my mind. And then, and then handle further. Yesterday's discussion, then we're going to end with a song from Shloyma. Not because the, so, the, the song, yeah, there's a beautiful song, but I'm, I want to take us somewhere and a song will help us maybe to connect to some of the ideas. The, the discussion we have, we're learning a Rashi, a, a very amazing Rashi, that it says that Rifki Menu went Lidrash Es Hashem to seek Hashem. The Ramban says that Drisha of Hashem is prayer, Liz Spalo. That's the Ramban says. She went to Davin, Lidrash Hashem. We asked the Kasha, Rashi's Kasha in the Ramban. Somebody told us the Sichachamim brings this question, but Rashi didn't learn like the Ramban the Batelech. She went, according to the Ramban, she doesn't need to go anywhere. If she's Dairish Hashem, from where she is, you pray, you don't have to go anywhere to pray. The Batelech, the Ramban has to address. Chevra spoke about this place is specific for prayer. There's something called the base Knesset. Rivka went somewhere to pray. That's a very fascinating concept. A lot of Bachram grapple. Guys in the yeshiva have said to me, a guy this morning, I asked him, he's very emotional, do you pray? He said, I talk to God all the time. It's interesting, he doesn't come in here, he doesn't, why do I have to go somewhere to pray? And many guys have expressed, I'm very into prayer. They don't get public prayer and a place of prayer, and that needs explanation. Of course I talk to God, I'm very close to him. Many guys have expressed that. That there's a set place for prayer as a big place in Yiddishkeit. It has to be analyzed. The Ramban learns Lidrash Hashem is to pray. Vatelach, she goes. Why would you go anywhere to pray? Many guys have asked that question. Why would I go somewhere to pray? Come in here to pray. Why would I go anywhere to pray? God's everywhere. I have to go somewhere to pray. Do I go to Hashem? That question is a whole sugya that needs analyzation of going somewhere. The cash on the Ramban is what's vatelech. If she's Dairish Hashem, what does it say? She traveled somewhere, if Gimenu. That's a very powerful cash on the Ramban. Understand, when we learn Ramban and we describe this, we don't talk like scholars in the eyes of Ramban. Rashi learns. Remember, Ramban, when we learn Rishainim, that's the Torah, Hashem talking to us. So when we say the Ramban says, it's an expression of truth. There's a world of going to prayer that's an absolute truth, and there's something called traveling for prayer. Why you'd go somewhere for prayer is a very good cash and worthy of thinking about. The Ramban learned Lidrash says Hashem as she prayed. She spoke to God. That's Lidrash. And he brings three Psukim, a Pasuk and Tillim, in Amos, in Yeshaya, that, that Dairish Sashem is prayer. To seek Hashem means to pray, and she travels to pray. And there is, you find, if somebody's careful, that there's mekaymas of tefillah, there are places of prayer, and there is such a thing as finding that place of prayer. There's something called the shul. La'alacha, if one's davening b'yechidus, he should daven in shul. That's the halacha. I ask guys to come and pray at all times in here. That's the halacha. It's simply the halacha. It's that you daven even without a minion, you're supposed to daven in shul. That's the halacha. So there is a place of prayer. That's fascinating. What bothers guys, a place of prayer. Can I talk to Hashem anyway? The answer is you can. And yet there's something about a place of prayer. Now that's a good question. That's something not to analyze. That's something to analyze. We're just not analyzing it today. That is a, is, is a confusing point. And something that I don't have, I, I don't want to be a pretend guy. I have the answer. I'm confused by it myself. We talk to Hashem everywhere. We have a place of prayer. We, we study Torah and we study Halacha and we keep it, that's of course. And then we also, what does that tell me? What is that? That's a fascinating place. Now, we know the Beis HaMikdash, Ki Beisi Beis Tefillah. The Beis HaMikdash is a house of prayer. Goyim came to pray there. Now Hashem's everywhere. Yet he allows places that it's easier to access him is very, very fascinating. And she goes and prays, so she prayed, and she went somewhere to pray. There was a place, Meyochid Lekach, doesn't say where she went. There may have been some place of prayer. We have places that are misogal for davening. Very interesting. Vatelech Hashem to travel somewhere. You find Lashinus Bavram and Sadaim that he goes and leaves. There's an Indian of going in. We ourselves, when we pray, take three steps forward. 
we go somewhere and then we take three steps back and leave it. There's a place of prayer. Our very way we daven expresses there's a place of prayer. We keep the halacha. Guys, when they pray at any time, come, there's an Indian at Tefillah Mitzvah, guy davens b'yechidus should still pray in a base medrash, in a base knesses. There's places of prayer. Again, that's 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 a truth and reckon and halacha you daven in a base knesses. A prayer is a prayer belongs in a base knesses. It doesn't mean you don't pray and Hashem listens everywhere, but yet there are places of prayer. So Vatelech Lidish Sashem is a Ramban, she travels. Very interesting to pray, but she goes somewhere to pray. That's the Ramban. Can you use like a lashon of Vatelech as like a journey? The person's, person's like journey to find Hashem. Very fascinating. Very fascinating. Very fascinating. Very. I, it's it's more. It, there's something to that. That there's a trip to go to go meet Hashem has its own form of journey. Yeah. That might even reflect the going to a base knesses that you have to come out of your own. That maybe even that halacha may reflect in such a reality. There's what to think about there. That a person comes out of their own situations and gets in there to pray is that. There's something to that, what you're saying, Elio. Yeah. There, it's interesting that there's places to pray. People wonder, on, you'll, you'll, a lot of the guys here, went to, some went to Eretz already, some will go to Eretz Yisrael, and there are places that are known for him, that are, they say, this person's buried here. And then you'll hear, Hack, this tour guide said, he's not buried there, he is buried there, is he buried there? Understand if Jews play in a pray somewhere, is called a place of prayer. If if he, the person if the tzaddik is not buried there, we play we pray near a tzaddik. It elicits the schos of that tzaddik. Even if the tzaddik's not buried there, if you didn't pray at a place, it becomes a place of prayer. Say that three times fast. It becomes it becomes a, a makam of tefillah, and that alone makes it good to daven there. I have gone to kfarim, and I say to myself, "Is it sh- my sure? It's a machlekes tour, guys. He really buried there. It doesn't matter to me. You didn't pray there." And if you didn't pray there, that makes it a place of prayer. A place of prayer is a place where Yidin Davin. For a lot of Yidin Davin there, that matters a lot. Because Yidin Davin there, and that matters, that's significant that Yidin pray there. And even whether the person, it could be the reason they prayed there is based on some premise, which might even be wrong, but today it's a place of prayer that matters. And you daven in a place of prayer, Yidin Davin there, that alone is significant. I have seen big people say this on Kfaris, on a place where. They'll go, and yes, oh, does that mean, I've seen Gedoyim go to a place, so does that mean they went there? They must hold these really buried there. No, not necessarily. They just know that you didn't go there, so that alone makes it a place of prayer, and, and it's significant, it's a place of prayer. But there is such a thing as a base tefillah, this is a place of prayer, that the base amigdash is called the base tefillah, house of prayer. There's something said here, prayers are, are given here. It's very interesting, in, in Heller, I was in a camp, and there was a sign up, and it went up, and there was a whole shilat, it used to say something else, and they changed the letters to, to write Heller's Prayer House. And before it said like Playhouse of the last camp, and they switched it to Pray House. And my father made them take down the sign because they did other things in the shul. They had activities and other, and you're not allowed to do other things in a shul. And my father said, this is not a base Knesset. Now that's a big deal not to get the designation of a base Knesset. It has a mile, you could do other things. It has a chsern, you're not praying in a, in a base Knesset. And that, that's a very important factor. We had things in this room that we, the dafket was our room we gathered, and I can't say that we left the, the Kedusha B'nai's Knesset. Today, with the annex, we try to do things in the annex, and the things here are things that could be done in the base Medrash and the base Knesset. It allowed us to make this the Kedusha B'nai's Medrash and the base Knesset, and then we do the things you're not allowed to do in the base Medrash and the base Knesset in the annex. Lumaisa. There's something called the base Knesset, the Batelich, that's the Ramban. But what I want to study, continue studying today, is a topic we started yesterday, Rashi. Because Rashi said she sought out Hashem is to ask the Tzaddik a question. Lidra says Hashem, she wanted to ask the Tzaddik, and it says she sought Hashem. Which is fascinating, she spoke to the Tzaddik to get Ratz and Hashem. Now Rashi says the Asidus, 
to say what will be. We discussed, and we had a Chakira in Rashi, if the Deirish Hashem is the Asidus, is called Lidrish Hashem. But we had a theory, and I suspect that the Deirish Hashem is to speak to the Tzaddik. That's called to be Deirish Whatever you ask the Tzaddik, you're seeking Hashem. You speak to the Tzaddik, and the Tzaddik tells you and represents Hashem, speaks on behalf of Hashem as a Siata Deshmaya. He's rooted in Das Torah. And speaks on behalf of Hashem. And Rashi says, Lidrash Hashem, she went to the base Medrash of Shem. Like we said, yes, I don't know if she spoke to Shem. The base Medrash of Shem might have been a Talmud of Shem. Somebody was rooted in that base Medrash. And she spoke the base Medrash Shel Shem. And then, and Vayoyimra Hashem, Rashi says, Hashem said to her, in the Ramban, she prayed and God responded. In Rashi, she spoke to the tzaddik. The tzaddik responded. Says Rashi, Vayomer Hashem said to her, is the tzaddik al yedei shliach. She spoke to Hashem. She spoke to the tzaddik. The tzaddik responded, saying the ruach hakodesh that Hashem told him. The tzaddik told, told um, Rivka Imenu. Now. Rashi says, Lidrish Sashem, she did want to seek the Asidus, seek the future. We asked the Kasha, Tamim Tia, you're not supposed to be Doirish Dasidus. We left that as a Kasha. We did say that I'm not sure seeking Hashem, the future, is not Hashem's the future. The Lidrish Sashem is this asking of the Tzaddik. The particular she wanted to ask the Tzaddik is to find out what would be, and the Tzaddik responds. But Doirish is Hashem, how you speak to Hashem, speaking to the Tzaddik. That is Rashi's, that's what Rashi tells us. It, it brings the whole sugya of Das Torah, of speaking to tzaddikim. I describe what Reb Chaim Kanievsky, the, the writing of that Talmud Reb Chaim Kanievsky wrote, that he answered, it was clear to him. And I said to the guys that I was very, very picky in reading of Talmidim. I didn't find much from people who clearly knew him. He was a shaskin. He was a very quiet person. And it was difficult to find things that you felt were legitimate. He didn't talk to a lot of people. And you didn't hear much. And big people got up and I heard a very big person who was close to many of them say, I tried and couldn't get in and just don't know much about Reb Chaim is mysterious. It was hard to get in and to, he was a very quiet person. This person really appeared very in and said mm-hmm. things from a very in perspective to my eyes. And he described that he was close to tzaddikim and gedolim and no gainas and said that his answers were from a place of siyata deshmaya. And he treated his own answers that if you asked him and he said it, God wanted this to be said. There was a tremendous siyata deshmaya in his conversation with people. And that's mamish what we say. Lidre says Hashem, to seek Hashem. And then there's a siyata deshmaya in the answers that Hashem put. I believe Rebbeim and people rooted in the base Medrash can have a siyata deshmaya. That somebody speaks to somebody who's trying to answer from a place of sincerity of Das Hashem, and we can speak to the tzaddik and get back Das Hashem. Al Yudei Shliach, get back. And a Siyata Deshmaya, that's certainly a Reb Chaim. The Talmud described that I've been around many Gedom, it was not the Gainus. He was a Gain, but there was something different. And the answers, and he would treat his own answers. If he said something, that's what Hashem, put that on my mouth, that's what Hashem wanted me to say. He describes stories that can only be explained in that manner. A tremendous siyata deshmaya. It's a high madrega of somebody rooted in Torah and people speaking and acquiring das Hashem. So we spoke about that yesterday. I want to continue on this, on this, on this inyan of the tzaddik. Why is it so much on my mind? So on Shabbos, there's, there's not the only reason. On Shabbos was the yard said of Cutler. My Rebbe's Rebbe was Rev. Aaron. And Rev. Aaron changed my Rebbe's life. And my Rebbe, I described on Shabbos, I described my Rebbe said a eulogy this year. He does not talk freely and open. It's a very serious conversation about his relationship to Rev. Aaron. He has serious writings about his relationship to Rev. Aaron and was close with somebody who spent years by Rev. Aaron and had a very, very close Kesha to Rev. Aaron. And... And the impact of a, of a tzaddik, the impact of a gadol, and what that means, a gadol, is just, I was on my mind, as, as was the 60th yard side of Rev. Aaron, my Rebbe impacted me a lot. And I know in my own life that he had a tremendous impact on my life. 
and meeting my Rebbe and hearing things he taught me, things he told me as, a, as I was growing up had an impact on my life. So I, I think in terms of Rev. Aaron impacting him, wow. my Rebbe impacting me, and I think about this topic of a, of a Talmud Chacham, of what we get from a Talmud Chacham, what a tzaddik could be, what a tzaddik could do. I, I told the guys on Shabbos to ever relate history. History is very complex. Very, very complex. In, in, if you learn science, you're allowed to learn science on Shabbos Sechachma. You're allowed to learn math on Shabbos. Goyish history one cannot learn on Shabbos. It's not a Chachma. My mother's a history major. And my mother has taught history for close to 35, 40 years. She's taught history. And my mother says history is full of people's agendas. Anybody here would say over the American Revolution, do you know in England they learn a whole different story? Speak to a guy from England. I did in the mirror. I met guys from England. We've had guys in yeshiva. Do you know they have a much different story than we have? I'd ask Akiva to ask your father. It would be very fascinating. What did he learn in the American Revolution? You will hear, what's the truth? We don't know. We have no idea. The version we have, the American Revolution, they have a different, what's the truth? To get history, you have to be very sharp and get a lot of perspectives and put it together. I, Waterbury's 23 years old. Do you know the history of this city and yeshiva? If you ask 10 people, you'll hear 10 stories. What's the truth? Merge all 10 opinions and you'll get some, because people have perspectives. History is very complex. So when we describe like America, Rev. Aaron, whenever you speak about what Rev. Aaron did in America, you'll have, you'll, somebody will come back from Tarvadas. America had nothing. Some will ask Rev. Shraga Feivel. Somebody will come back from YU and describe what they did. Somebody will come from all different places. So it's very important. You don't, truth matters. I, I study, uh, when, when I speak about history in America, what Rev. Aaron did is from the perspective of my Rebbeim. My Rebbe at 13 went to see Rev. Aaron and put on a ring, Kavadat Torah. He put on a ring to see his Rebbe. He dressed in his finest and put on a nice gold ring to see his Rebbe. He was a from, from a home, his father was a, Reb, was a came from Slobodka, the fromest in America, put on a ring to see his Rebbe. Just to give you a picture, the country didn't look anything like today. Anything. This is a person who was brought by his father, who was a tzaddik, brought him to see the God, the God, one of the Gdali Adar, and he put on a ring, the frumous guy, in respect to see his Rebbe, just to get a picture, a very chitzaniistic picture, but it speaks a lot. That things were very, very different. My Rebbe has described to me things how the country looked, and Rev. Aaron made a tremendous, tremendous mapecha. I say the history through the eyes, and clearly anybody sees a city, a country full of B'nai Torah, full of people driven to learn Torah. Rev. Aaron brought that, the people who taught us history's perspective, he, he brought and changed the entire Ruach in America. There are other perspectives and other people who have c- tremendous contributions. That's the only reason I give the introduction to the complications of history, but in an obvious way, he made a tremendous impact on on, 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 on Yiddishkeit and on, on Yiddin of today, a tremendous, tremendous impact was of Aaron. So the topic of the impact of a tzaddik, I can just know on myself what my Rebbe did to me, what I heard in going to hear Shiurim. I heard about emotions and nuance and all different things that I never heard from anywhere. I heard a way of relating to Tyra in a much more personal, in a much more, in a way of you can connect. Avram Avinu could be a, an idealist that you like, that, that says something to you, that connects. I heard things that were life-changing to me, and I know what it did to me. So I, that's where the topic of Talmidei Chachamim and Sadiqim and their impact come. Hashem. She went to seek Hashem. She spoke to the Tzaddik. So I want to talk, I want to further that conversation a little bit. One of the ways we can learn what a Tzaddik's supposed to be is we can learn from a misuse of a Tzaddik. How can you misuse Sadiqim? Whenever you want to find out what something's supposed to be, so check what a misuse of the thing is, and you know what it's not supposed to be. And that can like point us to what it's yes supposed to be. So let's find out when Hashem takes Sadiqim away. 
I think that would be very instructive to learn the purpose of a tzaddik is if we found out what makes us lose tzaddikim. I think that would point us and help us a lot what the possibility of a tzaddik, what we can get from a tzaddik, and what's not supposed to be, what, what's a, almost, if I dare say, the, I don't want to say the danger, the tzaddik doesn't do this, what could be a misuse of tzaddikim, Hashem removing the tzaddik, is punishments of Hashem are not you bad boy patch. Punishments of Hashem are teachers. Hashem's punishments teach and develop us. So what causes a tzaddik that Hashem misses tzaddikim will help us a lot how to use tzaddikim. And the Pasuk in Yeshaya says that if we serve Hashem by rote, if we serve Hashem without meaning, without connection, if we serve Hashem externally without a profound connection to it, so then Hashem takes away tzaddikim. That's fascinating. Mises tzaddikim is linked to serving Hashem by rote. Now that's what shaykh is. Hashem takes the tzaddik away. There is a degree that people can have a certain sense that we're in good hands. We have tzaddikim. <coughs> Let him do his thing, let the tzaddik do his thing, and you f- we feel satisfied. The Olam's created Litzav Sashilzu, we discussed. The tzaddik and Amishamish the tzaddik, he does his thing, and I can keep distant. That's a big danger of a tzaddik. We lose tzaddikim when the nation is serving Hashem without passion. And we say there's a fire there. The tzaddik has something that's real and passionate. There's a chiyus there by the tzaddik. One of the draws to be near tzaddikim is we feel chiyus. We feel something that's passionate and fire. People are tempted to be in the environment of a tzaddik because you sense something that matters. You sense the word relevance. And there's a fire there. There's significance. My Rebbe clung on had a connection to Rev Aaron because, he, and certainly what you feel there is significance. Eternity, there's a fire there. You look around the world and we see so much that seems shallow and fake and just ends. We discussed that light son-in-laws, he had a running joke with his family. It was the joke and it was Mitzachik somebody said, Saddam's going to be destroyed and his, son, his son-in-laws chuckled. They, they used to joke about that, Saddam being destroyed because that's what it feels like when you're around something that checker, it feels like something that's going to end. It's just, it doesn't feel like something that's permanent. When Esav loses the world of permanence, of Nitzchias, it says, it says fought four verbs back to back in the Torah. The Torah describes the behaviors of Esav, and this is the exact world. I don't know in the Torah, I doubt that there's four verbs in the Torah back to back. It's like exhausting. Vayoychal eats, vayeshti drinks, vayakmi gets up, vayelach and he goes. Bang, 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 bang. There are four verbs in a row, like how did it feel to go, how did it feel to eat, how did it feel to drink, how did it feel to move. Like, they just bang, bang. There's no, there's like world stop being 3D. There's things that are just very quick. This to this to this. There's no permanence. There's no reishim. There's no, it's just bang, bang, bang. What's that t-shirt that eat? What's the eat, sleep, and repeat? What? Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. It literally sounds, period, 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 period. Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. That's the existence minus permanence, minus eternity, that something's not chal. It doesn't, does it even matter? Does it have an importance? That's the experience of an Esav. And then we find a tzaddik who's plugged into something where it looks like it does matter. Things, <laughs> things here, things here seem to matter. Seems life moves slower here. I've told the guys this story repeatedly, Shlomo, because this story means something to me. I went to a mentor of mine, and the mentor had lost his rebbe, Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, the great Mir was nifter, and I asked my mentor a question. And he misunderstood my question. I said, could I be Menachem, you? He misunderstood? He thought I was asking him, like, like I want to comfort you, as if I could really comfort him. He thought I was being arrogant. I was asking him a halacha that he lost his Rebbe, should I do Nechem Avelim? 
there was a misunderstanding oh, yeah. of a question. I asked, could I comfort you? And I wasn't asking, do you think I can bring comfort? I wasn't asking that. I was actually asking him, am I allowed to, like, do you say somebody lost the Rebbe? Like, could I comfort you? Am I allowed to? I didn't know, if I could say, I didn't know. He's not an oval. He lost the Rebbe. He didn't lose a parent. So I was asking a Shiloh. It was very, very good that he thought that he misunderstood my question, I think, because he thought I was asking, he said, comfort me? He said, you don't understand my loss. You can't comfort me. So I wasn't going to say, no, no, you didn't understand. It was exciting now. It got very geschmack. So I said, instead of saying, I never thought I understood your loss, and I just was saying, could I, remember the comfort is you're never telling somebody I understand your loss. Saying, I'm Saying, I'm means I can't comfort you, God should comfort you. You're never so arrogant that thinking you can bring the comfort. Saying, Hashem should comfort you, because I certainly can't. But this person thought I was like saying, could I comfort you? Like as if I'm being very arrogant. I have that arrogance, it makes sense. So he said, so th- so he said to me, he said, comfort me? So you don't understand my loss. The, the correct answer to somebody who says, I'm going to comfort you. That's, pretty, that. that's what was understood to ask. Could I comfort you? It was understood like, okay, like as if you can. So I said, please explain to me your loss. Could you explain it to me? That's what I asked the person, like at least try to explain it. So the person thought, this mentor thought, and said something, this mentor thought, yeah, and said something to me that was very, you're putting together history. <laughs> we said history, sorry. <laughs> so he said, he said, I want to explain to you my loss. And he, he thought, he paused, and he wanted to like explain the loss. After he explained it, I'm, without exaggeration, it was hard to talk. It was hard to talk because the loss, the magnitude, if you're, this, was a, this is somebody I look up to, and what he described was like, it took away your strength. You were like, oh, I want to say, I couldn't say anything, so maybe I understood what I wanted to say. It was hard to say anything. And what he said was, he said, do you know what it means that every single day, he, he had learned in yeshiv when he was a bacher, learned there in Kailo, and then taught there married. He said, do you know what it means that you go to a place and you have a sense there's no place on earth I'd rather be. Yes. That, fe- <laughs> that feeling yeah, of... You should live and be well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I pay him a lot for this. This is, and he, he's worth every penny. Well, maybe I don't, I should pay him a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Ravesi, the, 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 the sense that somebody has there's no place on earth I'd rather be is an incredible sense to have. The se- we, we all can relate to FOMO and the sense. I want, we all want to be at relevance at the party. Teenagers have it, adults have it. You never want to be one place. Today with like social media and guys show pictures of a certain thing, you're like, oh, I wish I was there. Then you're there, I wish I was there. there. That Shabbos, you want to be at the place of relevance. We are like, you made it, you nailed it. And the pictures came from there. Like, and everybody's, that was the place to be. He said, do you understand what it means? in a deep way I felt this I, I'm happy to be here he said when I saw a car pass by the mirror I thought what an idiot <laughs> jokes on you what a joke on you. like you're so stupid that you're not he said I would see a Yidur guy drive by the mirror for my whole life I think like I would like shake my head this is like an any base medrash where you feel you have chios you feel you have a secret there the sense is somebody else is like you just feel bad. What can I tell you? We have something, and something that's eternal, and something real. We carry, there's a base medrash, base medrash shall shame. You have relevance, eternity. And he said, my whole life, a car would pass by here. I'd feel badly for the guy, literally. Just tell you what I feel. I'd walk in there, just center of the world, relevance, said that feeling. People lived in the Lower East Side. They, had, they have tiny apartments. People have mansions. And they lived near a Meisher, of David Feinstein. They laughed at the rest of the world. They mocked us. Take all your big houses like... It's like funny. It's a little joke they had. They were right next to Reb David Feinstein. They walked up to him and spoke to him and said shalom to him. The word relevance, the word nitzchias, there's, there's an immense preciousness being around that and and he described that my whole life I felt that way going into yeshiva he said I don't feel that way anymore 
you try, you lose your breath. If you think for a minute what he felt, what he experienced, what he had his whole life, and he describes, I don't feel that way anymore. I lost it. I see a car passing by, and maybe I'd even like to be in that car. It's that you comfort, say, oh, well, uh, well, uh, I want to say, <laughs> you really lose words. You really lose words. You, you say, then you just say, I'm mocking. You, you, you say, I'm mocking. You, you know, could I comfort you? No, you can't. <laughs> you then say, Hamakim Hashem should come for you. That's, that's intense. That's serious. That's like, that's, that's profound. That your whole life changed. Your whole, everything changed. That's very, very profound. What's the answer so, to Shiloh? Do we know that? <laughs> Rebezi wants to know the I don't know. I haven't even learned. I learned something else okay. and I've spent my rest of my time. And that's a good Shiloh. I was interested. You brought it up. It's true. It's true. It's true. What's the answer, Rebezi, the halacha? Right. But, I'm asking you. What's the halacha? You're asking me? Yeah. Could you say somebody loses their Rebbe? It's so funny. I got so excited. Rebezi saying, you're allowed to ask the Shaila. Do you tell somebody who loses the Rebbe? For the loss of Rebbe. I looked into it. If I recall, you do. If I recall, you do. I'll look it up again. If I recall, I... You always have to come with your source. I don't have the source with me. I did look it up. I do believe you do. I believe you do. I'll look back at Hilchus Avelis. I believe La'alacha you do. But I don't want to give it as a psak. I want to quote where. You can't just say psak. It has to, you have to say where you're coming from. I believe the Allah is you do. That's what I believe. Somebody wants to jump in the source. But I have to look back. To look back La'alacha. Your tiny of what loss? Oh, if somebody loses a lot of money, you could say I'm welcome. You're not going to ask them You say Hashem Yemalech Israel. There's a nusach for that. I think. I think. I think it's serious, like if somebody's not, I believe la'alacha is. You don't want to say somebody's begeder and avl and he's not. That would be, says you didn't break a din, but it wouldn't be calling somebody an avl. Does he have a din avelus? I believe yes. I believe for an Adam Gadol, you could say it to any yid. I believe, but I, I, we have to look it up again. I, at the time, I was curious about it. I don't remember where I got that psaac from. We could look that up. I do believe that. That you do, and somebody's Rebbe, you wish them. I'm mocking Menachem. Now that needs a psa. Car just drove by. What happened? The car drove by. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm slow. As <laughs> Morty, what's with me? I'm like, yeah, the camera feels that way. So, so Lamaisa. This, this year described what it means to be around the tzaddik. And there's a, there's a big, there's a big, there's a big vart and there's a big Indian to be around relevance. Called the world's created litzav sashelzu. But here's the danger. Here's the danger. And if we serve Hashem by rote, we lose that tzaddik. Now watch the person who's around relevance. And then why do we lose why would we, we lose that if our service is not deep? If we just hold on to that, but we don't build our own profound kesher to Hashem, a pneumistic, a kesher, we serve Hashem a chitzainistic way, then we lose the tzaddik, which says to me that being in that presence could say, I don't have to form that connection to relevance, to Hashem, to eternity, because it's made, I'm, I'm living with it, and I don't have to form it myself. When do I lose that? That's, an, that's a crazy thing to lose. That's an irreplaceable thing to lose when my own connection is not deep. I didn't learn from that and generate my own profound connection. So then I lose that. And then I don't have relevance. And what's my only... It's not Hashem didn't just patch me. He led me. What happens? I have to form my own eternity. I have to create my own makam of relevance because I lost that. Now, so what's the opportunity to have that? Is to contribute to that. Is to help create our own connection that's deep and profound. That's... 
the loss of it directs us what we need to do. But tzaddik is, a, is, is to us all that it's shayich, a close connection to Hashem. And a tzaddik teaches us that, creates that. We, 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 we're supposed to connect to the tzaddik and through that create our own connection. If we don't create our own connection and leave it menachutz, but we're around the tzaddik, and we just tap in, but don't create our own, we lose the tzaddik. That's the l'chayri, the pibu svasav kibduni, the libay rechakni many, is where we have all the motions of it, but we don't create our own connection, then we lose the tzaddik. And what happens then? We have no choice but to create our own connection to we have no choice and we have to create our own. We don't have the tzaddik to lean on. We don't have that. Now, Avada, we want to keep the tzaddik. And that relevance that we feel and sense and live with, it spurs us and encourages us to create our own connection. The fire of Rev. Aaron burns because Talmidim, in basking in his fire, created their own fire. And the goal of the Talmud, the goal is to experience that fire and create, experience and create. If we only experience and rely on that and then leave out our own connection, so then we lose the tzaddik. That's when we lose the tzaddik, when we have the externals of and we don't create our own connection. Our hearts are distant from Hashem. Why would that connect to the tzaddik? Because I feel relevance is there already. When I feel relevance, the connection to the eternal one is there and only experience. I'm at the Tish and it's wonderful and you should be at the Tish. Mm -hmm. And the Tish is a magical experience and what that should lead is my own connection. Because I've learned what we could connect to. I'm tapping into a connection and creating my own. At the point that I just have it and stop there, so then we lose the tzaddik. So this, this point, I want to I tell you an experience I had as a youngster I want to share with you, and I'm curious if people relate to this experience. I used to wonder, I had an unhealthy fear of big people, which remains to a degree, but I'm trying to get work harder on it. And going to, let's say, Reb Chaim Brim, I always wondered if he saw through me, does he know what I did? And you feel your own insecurities, which that comes from a place you have to be confident and what's at our core, you know, he sees in a shama, an amazing soul. And we should all think very highly of ourselves and we have the capacity to stand in front of tzaddikim. But being in front of the tzaddik was mo'ira, does he see this? Does he see that? Does he know? Oh my, it brings out a lot of insecurity being around the tzaddik. And what I think a big aspect of that is not what he sees. Because he's living emes, so being in his environment can hold you to an emes. And you have, the, the word is not, you're, when you say, does he see, you're, you're, you're standing in front of somebody who's living truth. And that's powerful in that context and introduces you to truth. And you see, as well, it doesn't matter if he sees or not. You see. And you should learn, by the way, with all our challenges, we're good to our core. It's not just, so fix it up. First of all, know you're good. We're good to our cores and then work. But being around MS gets us in touch that there's such a thing called MS. And around the tzaddik, you tend to introspect. I'll tell you a story that's of interest to me. There's somebody I know who grew up in San Francisco. Now, he had no connection. When we go to tzaddikim, so we have biases because we're trying to see something. We've learned about tzaddikim, and we have healthy biases that we want to see. We, it's hard for us to go objective and say, listen, I'll see what I see. It's hard for us to go to the tzaddik so objectively. This person grew up in San Francisco, and and had, didn't meet from people, didn't know, he, he said he was 16, 15 or 16, I believe 16. He told me, I never met a from guy in my life, not one. And Sadiqim, things meant nothing to him. Zero, zero, wasn't like any, what's a tzaddik, a godly, all this meant nothing. He was 16, had never met a from Jew in his life that he knows of. He never like, and it's very, again, did he once on a trip bump in, he feels he never saw a from Jew. 
He had reason for the first from Jew he ever saw in his life was Absim Chawasserman. You have to understand, he was, he had, the, uh, through a Maishashaya, he was looking to get at his father with something. And he went to see Rab Simcha. He came from a home that was very against from people. And he met Rab Simcha Wasserman as the first J- from Jew he'll ever meet. And he had not just no expectations, expectations to see bad, to see somebody who, you know, steals money, whatever anti-Semitic slurs that he believed in his life, he for sure thought he'd have a long nose, whatever, whatever he saw as a front person would represent, there was zero expectation of anything. And he told me he became from, he's a Zayda many times over today, and he met Reb Simcha Wasman, he changed his whole life. Now, I asked him, what did you see? That's a very fascinating encounter. This is somebody who went and looking to see nothing, expecting to see nothing. And Reb Simcha wasn't like this conversation where he looked at him and he said, and he told me about the meeting. He didn't look at him and predict his future and tell him secrets of his past. You know, so then maybe he like did some magic, nothing. They had a nice conversation. Something went into him and he changed his life and he became a from Yid. He's a grandfather many times over. He changed his whole life from an encounter. I said, what did you see? He said, Emma's. He said, I had never seen truth like that. He, he saw something, encountered eternity. Hashem, connection, relevance, all these words, he saw Emma's. Saw somebody who was connected to something real. He had never seen that before. And he felt it, he experienced it, and he changed his whole life from an encounter where nothing deep was, it wasn't like anything overwhelming was said, except a person whose words mattered, whose movements mattered, something that he had never seen before. Movements seemed to emiss. Things here matter, and he said he changed his life. He went and he built a from family, literally from there, literally, literally, literally. The, the, the Nakuda that we, can, that we can absolutely pick up, it's interesting that awareness of Hashem is very, very difficult. Awareness of Hashem, I shouldn't say it's difficult. As Maish Rabbeinu says, it's easy. I shouldn't say difficult. But awareness of Hashem, which is a life's goal, how does a person acquire one of the easy answers is seeing a tzaddik who lives that experience. Being, seeing a Reb Chaim Brim live with Hashem, and people today, guys in our Hevra, love to speak and learn by Rav Aaron David. They, they connect to that tzaddik, speak to him, learn with him, hear shiurim. And what, what do they get from the experience? They see somebody who's living with Hashem. And it's, it's, it's moving, it's demanding. It also is it's inspiring. The word relevance comes to mind. And then what a person, a person's drawn to that. And then the job becomes to find that ourselves. The job becomes to find that Hashem, to find that ourselves. I want to say a word on the parasha that's much, it's more than a word. I want to share this with you and describe the experience. Rivka goes to the tzaddik to seek Hashem. She goes to the tzaddik, shame, base medrashel shame. And then Hashem talks to her. And I want to say that the experience of going to the tzaddik to talk to Hashem myself is what we're trying to do. When the Pasuk says, Vayoyimer lo Hashem, Hashem then speaks to her. The tzaddik's all of a sudden out of the picture. Now Rashi tells us, the tzaddik said, but the bottom line is what she experienced is a dialogue with Hashem. That is the experience of a Rebbe and a tzaddik. You, you go to the tzaddik, but then you have a conversation with God. That is the experience of Dairish Hashem. She goes to seek Hashem, then she talks to Hashem. Where's the tzaddik? Hashem. Hashem tells her. That is the exact experience of a Rebbe. That's the experience of a tzaddik, is all of a sudden you've created your own dialogue with Hashem. Hashem speaks to her. And she hears it as such. Now, might be things that tzaddik talk. Al Yadeh Shliach, the tzaddik said something. But what happens, the experience of a Rebbe, and the way Rashi describes it here, is a magical experience of she goes to, Vatelach Lidres Hashem, she goes to the tzaddik seeking Hashem, Vayoymer Hashem La. And then it records the conversation of Hashem and her. Now, Rashi says, Vayoymer Hashem La, Yadeh Shliach, through the tzaddik. 
she has now had a direct experience with Hashem, and she hears Vayoyim Hashem Lo. She hears it, the tzaddik facilitated, the tzaddik created, but at this point she has a direct connection to Hashem. Vayoyim Hashem Lo. And she hears it, she now has her own. It's true, she went to the tzaddik to facilitate. She went to the tzaddik to create, but what she has is Hashem says to her, her own direct relationship with Hashem. Rebezi, what, what are you asking? Ilan? As much as Hashem means, tell me, the tzaddik, so Hashem that's why both Elijah Hashem, because ultimately she's seeking her own connection. She's Doirish Hashem. Reb Miller, somebody asked Reb Miller about a Rebbe, and he said the following words. I'm not quoting. He said, It's a stepping stone to Hashem, and sometimes it stops there. I heard that live. That's what he said. He explained everything I'm. That I, big people talk much briefer than smaller people like me. Reb Miller said this entire long lecture, that's how Reb Miller said, it's a stepping stone to God, Tashem. And sometimes it stops there. That's what Mamish said when somebody asked him about a Rebbe. Mm-hmm. The ultimate is, to, is creating the person's own relationship with Hashem. The tzaddik, the tzaddik, both in the environment, we see a connection to Hashem, we're inspired for a connection to Hashem, and through the tzaddik we develop a relationship to Hashem. When our own service is just by rote and loses the pneumius of relationship to Hashem, many their hearts are distant from me, so they're, they're part, they're in a superficial way, they're standing around relevance, but not tapping into relevance, we lose the tzaddik. So the goal of the Lidrash Sashem is Vayamir Hashem Laz to develop our own direct connection through the tzaddik, through the encouragement of the tzaddik, through the Torah of the tzaddik, through the hadrach of the tzaddik. That's 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 how I see it, Elan. Okay, that that was the aspect. I'm, I don't want to make like this whole thing was just to get to Shloima's song, but I ask Shloima if you can come forward, Shloima. <laughs> I'm fascinated till and everything we're saying that we have a tzaddik who wrote on every circumstance of his life. David Amelech wrote Sefer Tehillim. And through the tzaddik's own access and connection to Hashem, we recite Tehillim and through the tzaddik form our own kesher to Hashem, form our own personal connection to Hashem. We've spoken about this in terms of Mizmer, the, the Mizmer Shia Chalukah Sabayis David, about David Amel's song, of our own personal connection to Hashem. We've spoken about that in terms of Beis HaMikdash. Through the tzaddik's kesher Tashem, we all form a kesher. Through the tzaddik's kesher, the tilim that David wrote, and we utter our own connection, our own prayers to Hashem, are a good are a good example of this. I'm going to ask Shlomo to sing the David Amelech song. I like it.